John and John, go ham. Mm. Joe and Joe, you blow. <laughs> Just go. We love yeah. that. <laughs> Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non crimes. My name's Griff. I'm Kira. Kira. Welcome to Hellback. Welcome to Hellback, Griff. Welcome <laughs> yeah. to Hellback, listeners. Yay. How are your travels? Um, my travels were good. Mm-hmm. I was in New York. Um, oh, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. New York City, yeah. Um, more to come, but I'll leave you with that for yeah. now. Very exciting. Our yeah. last episode with Willem. Thanks so much for hosting. It's so exciting. Of course. I mean, you left me here by myself, so I, <laughs> I had to bring someone in. Um, no, it went really well, and thank Imagine, you. Imagine, it's just an hour of you talking. Just <laughs> <laughs> would you would people tune in to listen to me just talk for an hour comment and on Instagram mm. and we'll figure out but uh no huge thanks to Willem for joining us and filling in your very very hard seat to fill in for I think the episode went well and I had a great time yeah but I'm very happy that you're back I'm we're happy to again. be back excellent well I think you unless there are any other updates no but I, think, I was just gonna ask how you do it oh I'm doing good the heat wave in LA is finally broken I think you were gone for most of it Yep. It was oppressive, and I think everyone, in the, most people in the room, um, Jade was in Toronto, but it was oppressive. It was hard to, it was hard to get by. <laughs> but, it was hard to get yeah, by. Yeah, there are worse <laughs> things in the world, but th- th- it was, it was uncomfortable for sure. But it's a, I mean, it's a good time to look good in a speedo. <laughs> That's very true. I've been uh, keeping that in mind, I suppose. <laughs> I can't believe it's halfway through September. This year has flown by. Damn. Yeah, but I think the fall will be very prosperous for. Both of us. I think it'll be very prosperous. That was my first. <laughs> okay, I think you're presenting our case today since That's we right. left off with me. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Yeah, is this a good one? I think so. I will say, before we enter, sometimes I like to give a little like teaser up top. Mm, tease us. This this crime revolves around the theme of like tiffs or Breakups in friendships. Ooh, okay. Which I feel like is, you know, ripe ripe for petty crimes. For sure, and universal. Yeah. I love that word tiff, like small, I mean, it's like synonymous for petty, like fights. Yeah, Um, And, you know, reading this crime, which came to our inbox from Molly, thank you, Molly. It just made me think, like, I don't know, just of the reality, which is that when we're investigating these anonymous petty crimes, I... Sometimes it comes up for me that I'm like, oh, this shit, I've done worse. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been guilty of bigger petty crimes than this. And so, I don't know, just to acknowledge that, like, just because we're the ones sitting here deliberating doesn't mean that we're not guilty of (laughs) shit like this all the time. A plethora of more than petty crimes. No, for sure. I think it's always nice to remind people listening to this that we are just doing our jobs, but that we're also, you know, we could very well write in cases like this from our own personal experience. And I think yeah. maybe we might do that soon. We might put ourselves in the hot seat and dive through a full crime um, between both of us. Yeah, um, something that we've done. Yeah, just to hold ourselves accountable and just to be relatable. Yeah. You know, celebrities, they're just like you. Uh, also, you saying we're just doing our jobs is so funny because these are jobs we gave ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry we're entrepreneurs. <laughs> sorry about it. <laughs> Not apologizing. No, um, um, a good point. And we have fun doing this, but we're, we're very much still humble and like human with as many errors as y'all have and y'all have a lot of errors by the way and we've got more yep and we're happy to talk about them let's do it hi kira hi griff Longtime listener, first time writer, I have a friendship crime to share that I may be at fault of in this story. 
I need a ruling from you two so I can either put my mind at ease or find a way to atone for my friendship sins. Mm. In this story, I'll call myself Molly and my friend Caroline, both pseudonyms. Strap in. It is a long tale. Oh, okay. Another seatbelt story. Another seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> click, click it or ticket, pal. So we have Molly and Carolyn. Yes. Nice. Molly is our protagonist. And then her friend Caroline is who we'll be hearing about. Got it. Caroline and I met during a two-year grad school program on the northeastern coast of the U.S. <laughs> I, get, I don't know. What are we thinking? Northeastern coast of the U.S.? N- yeah. Um, Kenny Bunk, Maine. I was, oh my God. I was literally thinking of that exact place. Incredible. Let's just run with that. Yeah. So Kenny they Bunk? were, they were at the university of Kenny Bunk for grad school <laughs> <laughs> and they quickly became close friends. Grad school helped with that because it was a full-time program where everyone took the same classes and there was a lot of built-in time together. But even so, we equally enjoyed study sessions, our let loose nights, and deep conversations. <laughs> let loose nights was put in quotes, but... Yeah, yeah. I wonder how they let loose. I mm. go waffles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was not just a friendship of convenience. It was one where... And it was one we maintained after we graduated. After graduation, Caroline and I moved to different but accessible cities. We still lived in the same general area, and it was easy to get together for weekend visits... But spur of the moment time together wasn't reasonable. So mm. different but accessible cities. What might those be? Well, let's say Boston, right? If they're in Kennebunk, yeah. Let's or say whatever. one's in Boston and the other one's in. I mean, even New York, right? It's like yeah. a five-hour bus ride or a quick flight, but you have to put effort into seeing people, even though you're not that far away. Yeah, I love that they have protected their identities, and then potentially we are re-identifying all of the details. Yeah, yeah. There is risk <laughs> with that. Like, there is risk that our complete guesses are very accurate. Yeah. Um. So maybe they're in Boston and New York. Who knows? We also, I feel like, before I left from the East Coast to come to LA, yeah. we took a trip up to Maine together. Yes, we did with our friend. Um, Danny. Katie, Danny and, Danny and Katie. That's so funny. That was like one of our last hangs before we we split. Such a fun trip. And we've come back together. Exactly. Ooh, imagine if I submitted this story. <laughs> I'm Molly, you're Caroline. <laughs> no, not the case. Okay. <clears throat> so, our friendship remained strong even though we were in different but accessible cities. Mm-hmm. Boston and New York. After about a year, Caroline decided to move to the southern east coast. <laughs> By the way, terms no one really uses I'm from obsessed. the East Coast. The Northern East Coast, the Southern East Coast. And we think maybe Southern East Coast would be like a Myrtle, Carolina. Myrtle Beach. Exactly. Myrtle right. Beach. Morning Myrtle Beach. Yes. Caroline is in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> this meant that visits now required a plane ticket. Okay. So our time together got more rare after this move. But we did each travel to each other's homes for visits. And we talked on the phone once every week or two weeks. Yeah. Isn't it funny that this sounds like what you would do with a romantic relationship if you had the similar situation. It does. And it, like, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but emphasizes how certain great friendships have some similar maintenance and like uh, willingness to keep up as romantic relationships. Yeah. Um, you have, you actually have to put the work in to maintain yeah, them. Totally. Oh, interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to say interesting on this podcast. I'm going to call it out right now, but oh, I actually do think it's interesting and it's just me thinking. <laughs> Interestingly, (laughs) after Caroline had been living in her southern eastern coastal home for two years, a group of friends and I planned a long weekend. 
not a holiday weekend, just one we decided to burn a vacation day for. Oh. To a beach town that was an hour away from where Caroline lived. So say Caroline's in Myrtle Beach. These <laughs> these friends are now, they've gone to... Another close by beach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Yertle Beach. <laughs> I, do, yeah. I do not know the geography of the Carolinas. <laughs> so they're all at Yertle Beach. <laughs> and this was a group of friends that Caroline had never actually meant, but would theoretically get along with. Okay. I didn't get to see this group very often because we all live far apart. So I was excited to have this three-day weekend to relax and catch up with the gals in Yertle Beach. <laughs> and I knew that Caroline lived, relatively speaking, close to where we'd be. Mm-hmm. So I told Caroline about the trip and invited her to drive up and meet me in the group for a beach day. Reminder, about an hour drive for Caroline. Mm -hmm. Caroline happily agreed, and the plan was set. The group said it would be fun to meet Caroline, and they were happy to have her come for the beach day. Mm. Anything coming up for you so far? My first thought is, like, when you've moved somewhere and, like, created uh, very close friendships in this new place— and then you bring together that group and the people from your past, there's sometimes like an innate sense of competition. Like I'm your new best friend. This is your friend of history. And so meetings or reunions like this can be really interesting because you're A, getting to know each other as strangers and then B, doing that while also recognizing that Molly, right? Mm -hmm. Molly is your like connector and you guys both have different experiences with her. Yeah. Um, So it's just, it just breeds an interesting dynamic sometimes. It's Um, And like a place where you're, not no one's from you're all like meeting in this random place totally um so it's just an interesting little petri dish of mm. friendshipness it is such a thing when somebody's like oh you ha- like you guys will love each other and and i'm like maybe yeah i don't know and it's uh, yeah it sometimes that doesn't work i've had plenty of friends say something similar or um even in living situations like you'll get along well with this person or you'll live well with this person it's sometimes they're right sometimes they're mm-hmm. wrong and i don't forget the wrongs <laughs> Anywho. Interesting. (laughs) The week of the trip arrived, and I reached out to confirm details with Caroline. Confirmed. The plans were firmly set. Cool. The group of friends I was traveling with, they all came in from different airports, and we met in our vacation city airport, Yertle International (laughs) Airport, (laughs) and we rented one car for the group to use. Four of us total, but we wanted to economize and share the car, plus... The point of the trip was to spend time together. Yeah. Four is a good number, too. That's not, like, overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Four four gals in a car? (laughs) Great. (laughs) I texted Caroline to confirm the beach day, and here is where our first potential crime occurs. At this point, Caroline says she has a conflict and can no longer take the time, two hours round trip, to meet us for the beach day, but says she would have lunch if I wanted to come to her. Oh. I explained that we only have one car and I don't want to take the car away from everyone else for the day in order to meet her for lunch. Yeah. I tried to explain that I wanted her to join the group, but didn't necessarily want to leave the group to join her because that would be like a whole chunk of time away from the people that I specifically got on a plane (laughs) to see. Yeah. (laughs) To me, having her join meant that I could socialize with everyone and going to Caroline meant I only got time with her. Yeah, everybody, you get it. Yeah, everybody gets it. (laughs) (laughs) We get that. Yeah. Any thoughts now? No, that makes sense. Like, uh, initially really annoying that Caroline, right, stuff comes up. Stuff comes up. You Mm -hmm. can't make it. Like, last minute cancellations happen. It's just interesting that she's asking the person that gathered the other three girls to split off from those girls. And you bring up a good point. Take the rental car and then visit 
her two hours away. Yeah. Like the the like more pragmatic kind of or like return on the investment time wise would be for Caroline to meet the other girls. Yep. Because they're most like more of them are at one place and she's the only one traveling versus breaking someone off from the larger group. Yeah. But Caroline didn't know about the car and stuff. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's not okay. that I'm like, yeah, she was like, oh, I don't have time to come all the way to the beach, but if you wanted to come get lunch near me and, yeah. and, but they both say no. Yeah. They're both like, no, yeah. not going to work. I feel like if I, I feel like maybe I, maybe we'll save this, but like, uh, I, a nice, like meet me halfway would have been a nice first. Yeah. Maybe a uh, suggestion instead of like, well, I can't make it anymore, even though I committed. But you can come all the way to me if you want. Yeah. Instead of like, can't make it. Can I meet you halfway at like Shirtle Beach? Right. Yeah. <laughs> As we all know, halfway between Yertle and Myrtle is Shirtle. Shirtle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's sort of a stupid thing to say. Like, yeah. Sorry, I can't come to that thing I said I would do. Can you come all the way here? Yeah. Yeah. I've dealt with that too. And my answer is no. Because. Yeah. No. But. Okay. So you might think that the story ends there. <laughs> Au contraire, <laughs> Molly writes. Oh, got it. In an angry flurry of text messages, Caroline says, you don't prioritize <gasps> me. It's not fair to ask me to drive to you but not be willing to come to me. It got out of hand and we ended the text conversation in a huff. I was mad that Caroline was asking me to change my plans and the group's plans and, and she was being petulant that I didn't want to. She was mad that it seemed like my other friends were more important, but we were both mad and the other person was mad and it was all via text and it was all terrible. Yeah. Oh, man. That, a lot of emotion. Apparently. Yeah. It's like when a kid like has something small happen. I'm, this isn't small. It's definitely like a little more layered. And we've talked about this before on the pod, like going from zero to 60 with reactions or emotions just usually means that something else is ruminating period. Like yeah. that's, you had a plan. It didn't work out. Like why, why jump to the, you don't prioritize me, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. clearly she might have been thinking about that with this pending reunion or meeting of sorts. Yeah. I tried to think about it cause we don't have Caroline's side of the story. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, maybe Molly is like a super social person with a lot of friends mm -hmm. and that makes Caroline feel kind of way. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm getting the vibe that Molly's very popular. Yeah. I've, um, not to claim that I'm very popular, but I've had a standout moment with one of my best friends where I had, when I was in Boston, just multiple different groups of friends that I was just trying to balance. And at one point, I think I was maybe committing to my best friend um, and then uh, canceling last minute to join another group because it was a newer group. Like I was trying to like show face with them and build some rapport. And my best friend uh, like called me out on it um, and was like, I feel like you. this is now becoming a little bit of a pattern. Mm. And I said, fuck you, don't ever. No, I was kidding. <laughs> I, I respected that. It, it took just being aware of it because I wasn't aware that I was doing it or I wasn't respecting that. And I didn't like blow up text-wise. I, I just changed. I changed it. Yeah. 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 I managed that emotion. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now the trip has ended. They never got together over the weekend. And when Molly got home, she called Caroline to try to talk it out. Mm. TBH, expecting an apology, Molly writes. So probably not the best way to enter a conversation. <laughs> yeah, okay. Caroline also clearly wanted an apology, and we didn't reach a resolution. Mm. They both let a month go by. A pretty long time for them. They normally have these weekly, bi-weekly phone calls. So then Molly calls again. One month later, Whoa. this time not angry or looking for an apology, just wanting to have her friend back. They talk, they own their parts, apologies all around. And they thought 
it was all good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My thoughts are sometimes something like that. It's, it may be trivial, uh, regardless of how severe it actually was. Emotions were felt. Mm. And sometimes that gives you just a different taste of a person. Again, regardless of the severity of it, I've, I've actually had that happen with another friend, like one small kind of eruptive moment in our friendship of years just totally changed mine, probably her taste uh, for me and her to the point where it was like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like what it was before. It was so bizarre. Were you in both living in the same city at that time? We were, and we were in, we were similar. We were uh, on the Cape, actually. We were taking a vacation. I went to her family's home there, and um, we were out at a bar one night, and some, you know, alcohol was involved, and emotions were involved, and it just, it just got out of hand. Like, it was just a really specific and weird moment in our friendship um, mm. that just, and I'll speak for myself, left me with a different taste for how I saw, or for her, for how I saw her and how she handled that specific moment. It just just colored it differently for me. Hmm. And I, we got back to our respective cities and it just was different. It was so different. And it was confusing for me because we had so much history and love, but I just it just didn't feel the same. Bummer. And that person's name was Kira. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. It, it was just, it was, it's... it was just interesting. I learned a lot from it and I checked myself too because I didn't love how it went from like black to white so quickly. Yeah. I really thought hard about that. Sad. Yeah. But, That's what my thought is on that. Hmm. Yeah, so I understand. Like some sometimes it's something small, but enough emotions are packed behind that small thing. Yeah, it just changes the direction of something. Yeah, yeah. Or at least it's going to take like a lot of work to come back from it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do you? It's do you want to invest it? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, going forward, whenever Molly called, she'd always get Caroline's voicemail. Mm. Caroline would take days to call back. There was definitely a cooling off. Yeah. During the apology conversation, there was mention of planning a trip specifically for us. Mm -hmm. No add-ons or other plans this time. But anytime I tried to call to get trip plans in place, Caroline was evasive. Mm -hmm. Eventually, our friendship stretched and faded like a sad old t-shirt. <laughs> Gone were the regular phone calls, the planned visits, the bond that had lasted us through so many years. Mm -hmm. For a while, I accepted this fate, but during the COVID lockdown of 2020, I became nostalgic. Also, remember, she lives on the southern east coast now. <laughs> and I'm on the northern east coast. Yeah. So she wanted to call and check in how she's doing during the pandemic. Still, Caroline wouldn't pick up the phone. Yeah. Eventually, she'd respond with the text, Ah, oh, I'm super busy. Maybe call in a few weeks. We're rounding the corner toward home here. Yeah. Molly says, I get that Caroline is busy. I am too. She says all is forgiven, but I don't feel forgiven. It feels like there's no road back to the friendship we once had, and I'm missing my friend. Have I perpetrated a friend crime in trying to make her an add-on to another trip or in trying to rebuild a friendship that she doesn't seem interested in? Has she perpetuated a friend crime by saying I'm forgiven but not really feeling that I'm forgiven? Mm -hmm. Please deliberate and make a ruling so I can be set free. Oh, God. It's a lot of responsibility. Confusedly, Molly. Oh. Well, first of all, I'll say, Molly, I'm sad, I'm, I'm sad for you. And also, I will say in this specific instance, take whatever we say with a grain of salt. For because sure. only you're experiencing yeah. this. And toss that grain of salt over your shoulder. Yeah. If it's not, if it doesn't fit you. Mm -hmm. But also, like, thank you for writing that in. Like, I particularly, and I've said this before on the podcast, I've never been in a romantic relationship 
which will come with eventually when someone wants me, will come with its own learnings of relationship management and um, and that type of love. But I've had some really, like I said just earlier, like fruitful and amazing friendships that both recently and further in my past have had just an expiration that was unexpected. And, you know, I can't claim that they're the same it carries the same weight as a romantic relationship. I don't have the experience yet. I can't, I can't say that, but nonetheless, I really care about my friends and I love them. And it, it, uh, it still hurts and it's still confusing and it's still worth talking about. It's almost more complicated with friendships because I mean, uh, unless you are polyamorous, yeah. there's an expectation that you only have one mm. romantic relationship at a time. Yeah. But with friendships, you can seemingly yeah. have an indefinite number. Yeah. So sometimes they never get ended. Yeah. They just get suspended. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like left in mm-hmm. like purgatory. Yeah, this weird limbo. Which is like, what's going on with Molly? Totally. And I've heard people say that a few of my friends have said that like some of their friendship breakups have been tougher than some of their romantic breakups. Absolutely. And I think what you said is kind of adds validity to that. Like you are, you have multiple friendships across your life. And you're right. A lot of us are still conditioned to have a single romantic partner, which is in one way easier to manage because there's only one person and you versus you. And in my case, thousands of friends. And you're like, you aren't technically obligated to end any of them. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other end, it's like you're, there's a certain obligation to maintain them. So, I mean, that's probably what we're about to talk about yeah. with this time. Like, it's complicated. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Who do you, who do you want to start with here? <laughs> I feel bad. For, I wonder how, like, the other uh, three g- girls on the trip, like, just experienced this on that trip. I feel like they were on the beach drinking white claws. Yeah, they, yeah. like, don't even know that these texts happen. Yeah. <laughs> I would have, like, you know, it would have been a lot to go through. But if I were Molly, I would have been, like, dealing with that myself and yeah. making sure the other three that I invited are Or she might have been like time. talking shit. Yeah, fair but enough. I feel like those three girls are like, eh, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes talking shit's like therapeutic, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. You just have to like, sometimes you feel that and it comes out through shit talking, but that's what you feel sometimes. And yeah. I just finished watching uh, Selling OC. Mm. So that's a lot of shit talking with nothing behind it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so yeah, well, those girls, I hope they're beach vacation and- which beach were they at? Not Shirtle, not Myrtle. Yurtle. Yurtle. I hope their beach vacation in Yurtle Beach was great. Mm-hmm. Let's maybe start with Molly. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I I feel like Molly can't wait a moment longer. Yeah, yeah. So let's start yeah, with Molly. Yeah, let's, uh, let's ease her of her, her uh, attention. Mm. I mean, I feel like step one, inviting three new friends and like an old friend together for a like meetup of some sort. By the way, only a few hours from where Caroline's living. One. One. Wow. Oh my God. I thought it was two. One. Oh, that paints in a, a different picture. Uh, so close to where Caroline's living. That's, I don't know. That, there's no crime in that. Mm. Um, it's pretty accommodating geographically to where Caroline is. You're still having a good time with your newer friends while acknowledging and trying to fold in your older friend. I don't find a crime in that. Obviously, that's just like <laughs> planning a weekend with your friends. And, I do, yeah. Yeah. And being convenient about it. It's like we've had that Bridezilla episode or just like uh, bridal, what's it called? Bachelorette parties or bachelor parties in general. I love when someone like thinks of the convenience of geography for a few people in the group. It yeah. just makes it easier. So it seems like Molly was making it as easy as possible for people, mm-hmm. uh, all five of them to to gather together. And proactively communicating, all yeah. of that. Yeah, Totally. 
Her response to Caroline, I guess. So Caroline said that she was not, she was no longer able to make it and that if she wanted to meet her for lunch <laughs> in her town to, to do that. I, she said no, and I don't find crime in that either. No, Molly didn't want to go to Myrtle. Yeah, yeah, she wanted to stay in Shirtle. Yurtle. Yurtle, sorry. <laughs> she wanted to stay in Yurtle, and like, obviously, you can't leave behind a group you've gathered, you've traveled to have lunch. I will say, I thought it was two hours away, one hour. Two hours round trip. Got it, you're right. Okay, so so not as, not as far as I thought, but still, that's not the plan. I'm not going to peel off for two hours of the day to have lunch. No, in the middle of a beach day, I'd rather be at the beach than getting yeah. lunch with you. As you're like, I, I feel like I'm picturing that Caroline's like, um, come have lunch with me. There's this really great um, salad bar in the lobby of my office building. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah, then exactly. like Caroline comes down and gives a quick hug and they do a half yeah, an yeah. hour and then Caroline's like, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's like skirts back up to her office. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that... I don't, that's that's what I'm picturing. That's what I'm putting on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good image to have. There's also, I mean, two hours round trip. Oh man, it's not that much of a commitment. But I'll 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 stick with what I was feeling gut wise. Like, yeah, I don't think it would have been prudent for her to leave her friends for two hours to accommodate um, a cancellation. At the end of the day, Caroline is canceling on the plans, and so, um, yeah. You know, I don't think Molly has any responsibility to accommodate that cancellation because she's not the one doing it. Nope. Um, yeah, we're team Molly. Would there have maybe been, could you have bypassed this by going one hour there and back to have lunch? Yes. But like, I don't think that was your responsibility. Nope. So innocent with that. And then that's where Caroline kind of hit the fan with her texts, right? Yeah. I actually feel like up until the texts, I feel like Caroline's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. You had to cancel. Work got busy. Yeah. You proposed a plan that was a little stupid, but like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's your prerogative to propose it. Yeah. I, I just feel, and we're probably like going to segue into Caroline from this, but, you know, Molly's response to Caroline or, yeah, asking her to come is no. And that's when Caroline, I think, right? It was like, mm -hmm. you're not prioritizing our friendship, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. To me, that sounds like we're far apart. Maybe something in my work schedule popped up and is now prohibiting me from joining you. Although, wasn't this a weekend? We never found out the okay. day of the week. She said that it wasn't like a holiday weekend. It could have been middle of the week, take time off. Yeah, it could have been on a Friday because they were making it a mm -hmm. three-day weekend. It yeah. could have been on a... Yeah, you come know. down for a Friday, you come down for a Sunday, whatever. Something happened apparently with her work schedule. So that's frustrating too. It just seems like... It seems like she was more frustrated with the maybe separation in general from moving from Northern Maine, <laughs> which we're assuming... <laughs> It just seems like she exploded for reasons that she was marinating in that mm -hmm. were not specific to this weekend. Yeah. Which might have just been like, I don't know, maybe she's lonely. Maybe she's not finding like great friends in her new place. And maybe she was really looking forward to seeing Molly on this work thing truly like uh, disrupted that. And she's just like pissed. And, you know, if you're talking to someone, you're going to be pissed with them. And yeah, on, even if it's unfair. Um, Can I cut ahead to my final like Caroline question? Yeah, yeah. Which is why do you think... Caroline has been so distant and cold ever since this weekend. That's complicated. Cause like the example that I gave about that Cape story with my friend, like that's my perspective. I have no idea the perspective of my friend. We did try to like, we met up and we apologized and we uh, just held the, our, ourselves accountable for what happened. And I do think with situations like this, there tends to be, 
I know to apologize when something like this happens because it's just helpful. It's just you, you need to meet them halfway. I think in a situation like this, though, there is generally someone who did something a little bit more wrong. And correct me if you've experienced differently, but there needs to be a bigger apology from one end usually. Sometimes that's been with me and I kind of admit that. Sometimes I'm expecting that from someone. And if they're not giving that to me, then it, again, changes how I f- might move forward with the friendship. Mm-hmm. I think the the tricky thing is if the person who is who needs to give the more hefty apology isn't acknowledging that they need to give the more hefty apology uh, or put more maintenance into mending this, then it's it'll be just, you know, uh, disjointed. Mm. And so... I don't know. It's just, it's tough. Like, I don't know. I think Caroline just like lost taste for Molly. Um, And it's harder to be like, hey, listen, Kira, I just don't think this is working. We don't live close together. It's harder to break up with someone like verbatim and sit them down in person, right? It's like the difference between text message breakup or like inviting them to a coffee shop and being like, I'm sorry, this can't happen. The latter takes a lot more courage than the former. And the former is just way easier. It's It leaves a lot more room for confusion. But it's easier. Um, And it just seems like Caroline is just now on a different wavelength and maybe doesn't want to have the difficult verbatim conversation of like, let's just end this. Mm. Right? Does that make sense? It makes total sense because Caroline is claiming she's busy for work. She's Mm -hmm. not picking up the phone. Voicemail after voicemail. And Caroline says, why don't you call me again in a couple weeks? That part. There's no effort in yeah. that. So yeah. I'm I'm reading into Caroline a little bit. And granted, I don't know either one of these <laughs> yeah, people. So I don't have a friggin' clue. Yeah, yeah. But I'm reading into that. And for that reason, I'm interested in hearing if you think Caroline's guilty of a petty crime. And if so, what is it? Yeah, I, I will just circle back quickly. I wrote down a few weeks. Like that's a that's a ludicrous kind of time frame to give someone to like try them again. It's like agents in LA when you like reach out to them, they're like, mm, we're busy. Try it at the beginning of the year. And it's like mid-September or something. <laughs> Clearly, I have a personal problem with that. Uh, <laughs> it's just that's too long of a time to demonstrate that you care about reconnecting with them. Like try this weekend or try like tomorrow evening. Like it's a conversation. You can fit it in. I know people are busy, but it truly, it can be a five-minute conversation, touch base. To say try again in a few weeks is like really cold to me. Yeah. Um, And so, should we go into maybe the verdicts now? We'll focus on Caroline. I find Caroline guilty of the maintenance or the the effort put in after that blow-up had happened. And if not from the effort, then I feel like from the honesty. And again, easier said than done. Mm. I've definitely had instances where, like, letting something fade away has been easier. But I've had, in one in particular, a very specific conversation where I went to a park with a friend, kind of laid out how I was feeling what I needed from them, apologized for maybe not speaking up enough. And it was fucking awkward and weird and emotional, but I cared too much about that person to just let it evaporate um, and not address it. So for the lack of effort or transparency after that conversation, um, in terms of the breakup friendship wise, I find Caroline guilty. Mm. I don't feel, I don't find her guilty for how she felt. I don't find her guilty for having an apparent work thing come up. Like you can't control that, but it seemed like it seems like Molly was again per her email. We don't know was trying to put some effort into like reconnecting and really making it work. Let's have a one-on-one vacation. She was putting an effort to make to like hail mary this friendship, and yeah. I just don't think Caroline was receptive to that, and she wasn't being honest about it. Yep. So I find I find her guilty in that. Yep. That specific. And Molly. Hmm. 
I guess I could be like, you're guilty for not taking two hours of the day to visit Caroline when you're literally in the state she's in. That could have maybe saved things from this. But like I said, I, I just, I don't think it was yours to, you weren't, you weren't the one canceling on the plan. Um, I don't think you owed her that. It would have been nice. It would have been very accommodating, overly accommodating, one would say, but I don't find you guilty for that. I do find you guilty for vacationing in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I would say that we're guilty for assuming it's Myrtle Beach. Yeah, for Beach. sure. Yeah. By the way, like where I grew up, my town Hammond, for some reason, everyone in our town would get together family-wise and they pinpointed, funny enough, Myrtle Beach to go to every spring or something or every, I don't know when it was. It was just like such a, it was like the specific place people vacationed and it wasn't close to where we were from at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are my verdicts. Okay. Yeah. Um, Myrtle, Yertle, and Shirtle beach stands rise up. We'd love to hear from you. Defend your vacation <laughs> yeah, spot. Yeah. I'm sure it's beautiful. <laughs> Maybe they can like fly us, like the tourism board will fly us out and we'll, they'll change my opinion on sure, it. Sure, 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 yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll happen. Um, Molly, we, we feel for you. Yeah. This situation just like kind of sucks a little bit. Tough. Yeah. yeah. It, it sucks. And, um, but everyone goes through it and approaches it differently. And <sighs> thank you for sharing. Hmm. We're taking a quick break now before Crypto Minimal to let you know we have our first ever sponsor of the podcast. Thrive Market is an online shopping experience. You can shop everything from healthy pantry essentials to beauty products, sustainable meat and seafood even, all delivered right to your door. And if you find a price lower elsewhere, Thrive Market's going to match it. Ooh, you frugal poodles. Lucky you. So Thrive Market, they carefully vet every item. And they're all very high quality. We both have ordered from Thrive Market. We love the experience. We love the recyclable packaging. We're stoked on and this. You know what else I loved? The filtering option that they had in their shopping experience. They have like 90 plus filters. And so I particularly filtered for BIPOC products, queer founded products, vegan products. Yeah. It just really narrowed down what I was looking for and kind of ensured that I was buying products that aligned with my beliefs. Yeah, products with zero waste. Again, like the carbon neutral shipping. I mean, I think the thing that we like the most is that when you get a Thrive Market membership, they're sponsoring a family in need. And that's like, that makes this just the best sponsor we could land. Oh, for sure. We're so privileged to be able to shop online. It's nice to know that Thrive's giving back that opportunity for people that really need it. So when you buy a membership, they give one out for free. So yeah, yeah, pat yourself on the back and pat Thrive Market on the back. And join Thrive Market today, get $80 in free groceries. So go to thrivemarket.com slash petty, 80 bucks, free groceries. You Ooh, know what to do. That's thrivemarket.com slash petty. You ready for some criminal or minimal? Yeah, I think I am. Cool. I'll let you start. Very poignant episode. Yeah, a thinker. (laughs) I think we've talked about this one a little, but I do want to get a verbatim answer from you. Okay. And this is kind of relevant to the crime in a way. Criminal or minimal, calling someone out of the blue instead of texting them and or texting them that you'll be calling. Minimal. You can call anybody whenever you want. Okay. And you, you don't mind if they don't pick up and... No. I just think it's a little aggressive to like, in today's day and age, to like call someone. Deal with it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to call you, FaceTime you, or text you whenever I want, and you can decide whether or not yeah, to answer. That's fair. And that's how I'll be living my life. It's just funny because like the result of not picking up is a text after that versus a text before to see if you'd pick up or not. Mm. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. 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 Perfect. Well, then, uh, okay. <laughs> 
I like when we're talking about a criminal or minimal, and I'm like, I think it's just Griff and I talking about how we communicate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in this case, she's like, try back in two weeks. Clearly, she was busy. It's like uh, maybe a text beforehand would have been helpful. Oh, but like, you know what I mean? I see what you're you saying. Know? I see how you tied it back. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I don't care. She, <laughs> Molly was right to call. I'm Fair, team Molly fine. all the way. Um, okay, criminal. Or minimal, making your Facebook name just your first and middle name. I'm talking Haley Rose, Ashley Marie, Sarah Elizabeth. Oh, I've seen this. I have plenty of friends who do that. <laughs> Not that I'm on Facebook that much anymore, but I'll say minimal. And I realize that people sometimes do that to prevent profe- like people in their professional network from looking them up because you can easily look up someone's last name in like your uh, corporate database or whatever, but you can't always look up their middle name. So. Mm. It's easier just to kind of fly under the radar. Yeah. I'll say minimal. Yeah. yeah. I think minimal. I think the only thing that's criminal is just like having a Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my mom, like, it's funny. Whenever I log on, she's tagged me in like dozens of things. And it's like, I just. What? Yeah. I just what is never, she tagging you in? Pictures or she'll comment like someone, one of her friends somewhere in like the, the theater world of Los Angeles would be like, uh, going to the show tonight. Can't wait. And she'll be like at Griff, like, maybe you should go and see it too. Just like a bunch of those. I mean, it's endearing, but. Criminal. Mama, I'm not watching. Mm. I'm not looking at that. Okay, criminal. I observed this in person a few days ago at Shake Shack. Oh. Criminal or minimal. Asking a drive through employee to take your trash and throw it away. Trash that is not from eating at that restaurant. Mm, criminal. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. It's not that sanitary. It, don't make them touch your trash. It was absurd. Was it a lot? Like they're like. It was like a, no, it was a Target bag filled with trash. Um, That's insane to me. It was, it was insane. I said something. You did? I did. I Wait, was, were you in a car with a friend? You saw them do this? I was. Uh, so at Shake Shack, they now do like a, you order inside and they uh, take it to a window and give it to you regardless mm-hmm. if you ordered by car or inside. So I was sitting with a bunch of people waiting for our burgers by this little drive through esque window. And this woman came up out of her car, first complained that no one delivered her food to her car, even though she was in a deliver, like a uh, take to your car spot. It was Right next to the window, by the way. It was the laziest thing I've ever seen. And so she got mad at them for that and then proceeded to ask them to take her random ass trash and throw it away. To which the worker was like, I'm I'm sorry, I can't do that. And she started to get a little frustrated with him. And I spoke up. I said, that's absolutely not his responsibility. That's pretty, that's pretty absurd to ask. Good grief. And she didn't. Good grief. Get her. It sounds like good grief. Good grief. Good grief. Yeah. And she, it just no, like. No, get her ass. I hate like that. crazy that she was living in that expectation. I just. You know, a worker, I've done, I've been like this. Like, I can't say so, certain things to, when I'm working at a restaurant to customers. Hell I'll get yeah. fired. But whenever I'm somewhere, I, I try to speak up for people that are trying to save their job. Um, Absolutely. And being disrespected. And I spoke. Good. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, one want? more for you? Yeah. Okay, cool. Criminal or minimal? This one, I think, okay, so this one has like a presumption of able-bodiedness. Okay provided that you're fully able-bodied okay, and you're living in an elevator. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, because I'm trying to say this in a way because I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The criminal or minimal that was submitted is taking an elevator up or down one floor. Yeah. But I'm like, there are plenty of situations in which that's perfectly reasonable. But for example, you, Griff, let's just say it's you. Yep, for sure. You taking an elevator up one floor. Yes. Annoying? We, We get your contacts. Don't come for us. Uh, I think that's annoying. Depending, I mean, like if I, if the stairs aren't like 
and my peripherals are easily accessed. If I'm in a new building, sure, sure I'm going to take the elevator. But if it's like a place like your apartment building or like a repeat place you go and you're familiar with, I think take the stairs, especially if that place is like super busy and people are like trying to send to floor 13 or something. <laughs> that happened in our uh, when I worked at BCG, we worked in a big building and it was kind of a group eye roll if someone took it to the second floor even. Mm. Um, they'd get off and we'd all look at each other and be like, Meh, a little bit annoying. Mm. Yeah. So good one. Yeah. That's a good one. One more for me. Okay. <laughs> Criminal or minimal? This one was submitted by Charlie. Okay. What's up, Chuck? <laughs> well, it could be Chuck. Dating someone with the same name as you. Criminal or minimal? Mm-hmm. And I said, Charlie, this person's Charlie. Charlie could be a girl, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Or Charlie could be a boy. Or Whatever Charlie Schwartz. Or Charles, yeah. Yeah, anyone yeah. could be named anything. Two. True, 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 true. Um, you know what? I think Chuck, if Chuck and Chuck want to fuck, I say yes. <laughs> I say minimal. I don't know. It doesn't mean you're related. Yeah. If you have the same last name, I don't know. Maybe take a little a DNA yeah, test. But other than me. that, go crazy. Fair enough. John and John, go ham. Mm. Joe and Joe, you blow. <laughs> Just go. We love yeah. that. Minimal. You can't control it. Yeah. If you like each other. I used to work with these two Megans that were married. Oh, Nice. I feel like it's interesting territory when you're like maybe in the act of having intercourse and you're calling out your name. Yeah. Maybe just don't emphasize it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just stay quiet. Um, Yeah, I say minimal. Perfect. Till next week. Bye-bye. Stay petty. (laughs) 